Hello everyone, welcome back to another visit to the Awesome Village. My name is Greg and joining me is... Ryan. Lafayette. And John. Yes, that's right. Yep, I didn't, I didn't get a Hamilton name. That's true, it's true. <laughs> we'll discuss that in a bit. So how have you been, Not, not to be confused, you're not, you're not Lafayette from True Blood. Oh, no, no, okay. no. Well, I mean, that's that's hot praise. <laughs> so uh, so how, how have you been in this week that we've uh, not had you around? Oh, doing good, doing good. Yeah, um, as John said, Sandra got into a, uh, a fender bender. Um, some woman ran a red light and kind of and T-boned her and totaled her, her car. So she she's fine. She's fine. Her, her, her knee's a little banged up, but um, she's, for the most part, okay. But, um, yeah, everything's good. John's eating pie. Yeah, uh, John went and got us uh, some food from Popeye's Louisiana Kitchen, and uh, he picked up these these pies, and they're blueberry blueberry lemon cream cheese pies, like hand pies. They're pretty divine. It's pretty good. Yeah, they're surprisingly not very sweet. That's why we got you here. Yeah. Oh, Glenn's about to try his too. Yeah, oh, we'll, oh, they're good. I already ate one. This is an on-air moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's say. Yeah, I eat mine already, so. Me too. Well, that was a crunchy one. Hmm. Yeah, that's not bad. We're going to uh, really please the ASMR people. There you go. There. Um, so it's blueberry lemon? Blueberry lemon cream cheese, yeah. I didn't really taste much lemon in it. Me neither. More the lemon's more of like an after. Like a, a zest. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's not bad. I'm tired. Me too. I feel you. Me too. I went to a pool party at my sister's house in the sun. It's like 150 degrees outside. And I felt fine until I got home and took a bath and relaxed for a minute, and I just felt like I could pass out right, right now. Yeah. I went to work with a bunch of fucking jackals. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so did I. <laughs> um, so, you know, I don't know how jackals feed into this, but um, warrior nun. Oh, I don't think they do. I, I don't that. Yeah. That's a terrible lead-in. I, I, they can't all be winners, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Everybody's talking about this warrior nun shit, and I... I I put it on. I didn't put it on. I, I, Me and Glenn are about to talk about it, too. Yeah, we've well, seen it. We've well, seen it. I, I, I was... I don't know. I, I just... It didn't seem, like, very interesting to me. So I'm, I'm You, of all people, I think would get into this. It's because you're a fan of Constantine. Yeah. It is. seems like it could be in that... In that, un, in that well, like, I'm, I'm kind of waiting world. for him to show up. If he show, Let me know if he shows and, and up. And the, and the group in. of warrior nuns, I, I didn't realize at first, but, uh, they're, they're members of the Order of the Cruciform Sword. Oh. From Indiana Jones Indiana and the Jones, Last Crusade. Right. They don't have the little tattoos on them. Oh, well, they're not as good. We, we, we don't know. We well, that's right. We, we haven't seen them with their, with their hats. Yeah, that's right. Well, okay, so yeah, this is a new show. It's on um, the Netflix. Um, it's definitely not for kids. Nope. And it's not very... I mean, if you're super religious, you might not like it either. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? I mean, the, 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 they're, they're devout, no? They are. So um, the main character in this, her name is... Um, Ava. Ava. And... Um, she kind of the show starts with her waking up in a morgue and oh, that sucks. like getting up off of a, a table and she, something something's not right because when she when she lost consciousness she was a quadriplegic and now she could walk and has all these like superpowers and um, so she doesn't know what's going on when in reality there's this uh, sec the, the this group of clergy who are charged with fighting and kind of patrolling demons they started way back with the um knights templar yeah and the whole order kind of got started where uh one of the female warriors was badly wounded and was about to die and an angel came down and gave her his halo 
yeah. and embedded it in her back to save her. And now there's this group of, they're called warrior nuns. They all have this artifact implanted in their back called the Angel well, it's Halo. Just, it's just the one of them. Yeah, it's just the one of them. There's the a group of nuns, but there's always just one Halo bearer. Right, and she's kind of their their leader. And um, so basically the... The, the premise is the the halo bearer was severely wounded with this um, explosion of this one substance that can that could kill her. Divinium. It's called oh. divinium. And these demons were trying to get their hands on the halo. So there's something about the human body. If you implant it, this halo in a human body, that demons can't sense it. So they stuck it in a corpse. And it reanimated the corpse, and that, that's Ava. So she has no idea what's going on. There's people in this order that want to rip it out because, you know, it, it was meant. You know, it. You know, why give it to this random girl when you know we have all these people have been training for years for this, and some of the priests, you know, indicate that you know maybe she was chosen for this. And sounds insane. It's it's good. It's it's very violent. Very violent. Um, I think we're th- four episodes into. I, it. I finished five yesterday. Okay. It's. It's the, the action scenes and like some of the stuff with the demons. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So there's ten episodes. Yeah. yeah. They're like fifty minutes episodes. Yeah. yeah. A little less than an hour. But um, it ta- the whole thing takes place in Spain. I mean, there's um, Joaquin de la Meda from Desperado. He's a cardinal. Bucho. Bucho. Cardinal Bucho. Oh Bucho shit. <laughs> um, the girl that plays Ava is really good at it. Fucking yeah. number to the phone, my god. <laughs> she, really, she reminds me a lot of um, Juno. What's her name? Uh, Oh, um, Ellen Page. Ellen Page. I could see that. I, yeah. Whatever happened to her? Well, she's in the Umbrella Academy. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, no, she was like, it seemed like she was like, like on her way after Juno to being, she didn't seem like she doesn't. I mean, she did Inception. And she, yeah, but then after that, it was like, and there was a small role in that, and then she but did Flatliners, which was. Oh, yeah, that was, that, they shouldn't have remade that. Yeah. But anyway, I, if, I mean, it, I think you'll know pretty quick if this is your kind of show. Yeah. I mean, I've been watching it, and my wife's been watching it with me. She likes it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's cool. It's very, like like John said, it reminds me of something like Constantine. Yeah. It's got some kind of flavors of almost Green Lantern in it, too, where, you know, she was kind of, not not the movie. Not okay. the movie, just the, the actual, yeah. About how, you know, everyone's saying that, you know, she she was chosen for this, but does she really deserve it kind of thing. But, um... It's 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 really cool. Yeah. Okay. So I'd recommend it. Maybe I'll give it a try. Jim Jeffries. So yeah, we were we got together yesterday to watch a, all watch a movie together that we were gonna we we're gonna talk about in a little bit. And before we all got there, we just put on, I put on the the new Jim Jeffries comedy special. Well, let's tell, tell the whole story. The reason we had to put Jim Jeffries on was because somebody was late. Well, in his defense, he told me he was gonna be late. I know, but we still got to tell the whole story. I had a yard sale <laughs> that was gonna end at three. They were meeting for three. So I had to pick up all these boxes from the yard sale in the heat index of 113 degrees. And it was exhausting, tiring work. And so I did all that, wiped the sweat off my brow, and then I went in, over to, so Putty didn't have to. In, Gre- in Greg's defense, the day before, he said, the, the thing is supposed to end at 3 o'clock. Hopefully we'll be done before that, and I'll let you know. And around 2, he said, looks like we're going to be there the whole time. I'll pick up right at 3 o'clock and head over after. And that's what he did. Well, in my defense, nobody told me shit about Greg being late until <laughs> I got there. And then you're like, oh, Greg's going to be late, which I was like, okay. And then like you're like, hey, let's just put this on just for until Greg gets here. 
I look at my watch, I'm like, it's fucking 345. Where the fuck is Greg? And so I had no frame of reference for how late you were going to be, but, you know, it still sucks that you were late. Should have been on time. <laughs> but anyway, we got to watch Jim Jeffries, which was... I've never seen his stuff before. I've seen a couple... Greg like, and I have been fans for kind of a yeah, long you time. Guys We've have. seen him live a couple of times. So what did you think? Is your, your first time uh, you've seen him? He, he came across as a guy on stage who's really drunk yeah. telling jokes. <laughs> and it was very, very funny. Um... I love the way he does he tells. make the joke at the beginning about how he doesn't drink much anymore. But right. like all of his previous comedy specials, he's just drinking on stage he, like the entire he, time. Yeah, and um, he's very, very good at telling stories. Yeah, and uh, making it relatable. Mm-hmm. I thought it was hilarious. I really enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, it was funny. Kind of a Australian. Um, was the who's the the Family Guy dude? Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, he does kind of. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can see that. But he's a funny, funny guy. I, I think there's more than one of his specials on Netflix. There's, there's I think like there's four. like four. Yeah. yeah, about four of them on there. And so a, f- a few that were before that, that are, you can find you. On yeah, I may check out the rest of those. It was, yeah. it was really good. Netflix, the land of true crime and comedy specials. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seems that way. And Adam Sandler. That's <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. God. <laughs> but yeah, for some reason, they kept uncut gems away from us for the longest time. Yeah, well, I mean, that's probably other types of deals that they had in place, but... Uh, yeah, I, I've I've been a fan of this for a bit. I didn't get to see all of those that came, kind of came in on the end of it, but like it it's is, it's the the show we saw. Yeah, when, he was when, in town. when you go to a, a comedy special of his, he always says that like he stops doing the the stand up comedy once the special comes out on on a uh, Netflix or whatever gets you know published somewhere. So that's the last one that we saw when was that kind of the beginning of the year in January, yeah, maybe. Yeah, probably January. And uh, yeah, so I assume I assumed it would be that that material, and it was pretty much that material. A couple little different things here and there. That was good. It was really funny. Now, uh, the bad woman. All right, well. Well, we, Glenn and I had been watching it throughout the, the season. I was not very impressed the entire way through, and it kind of got to the point where I just kind of wanted to finish it. And then I decided maybe I wasn't even going to finish it, and I had three left on my DVR. And then the whole big deal came out about how Ruby Rose, who's the star of the show, after they finished filming the first season, just said, I'm not coming back to do it anymore. Right, and then stories kind of came out where it was it's kind of unclear if she left or if she was kind of asked to leave. Yeah. Or I will say, if there was drama... They did a great job of keeping it out of the press. Yeah, they did. Because if you look at the show, like, remember Lethal Weapon? How that drama pretty much killed the show? Yeah. They kept this completely out of the press if there was a lot of drama. They did. Which, you know, good for for them. But, um, yeah, Ruby Rose is gone. Uh, She's going to be replaced with um, Javicia Leslie. Yeah, I didn't recognize her. Yeah. I saw she was in um she had been in that God friended me show. I just looked at I didn't watch that oh, show. Oh I didn't watch but, that but stuff. She was in that apparently. Apparently she did two episodes of the new MacGyver. So needless to say, she's a newcomer. Yeah. So is she playing Ruby Rose's character? No, no. she's gonna be a, a brand new character that they've, they've made who's gonna take up the, the mantle she, of Batwoman. She'll play Ryan Wilder. So Tell her that could be my porn star name. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got nothing in there. But um, is it not a good name? <laughs> I mean, I know, I, that's yeah. I just don't know what to say. So, what did you think about? I mean, like we kind of mentioned before we started recording, the way the show ended, I have no idea how they're going to yeah, transition. Yeah, they, like, they left no inkling that that the main character is not going to be there anymore. So, I mean, which would definitely lead you to believe it was something happened. And the yeah. thing that's weird about it is like it's not just like they can just kind of focus, you know, the put the focus on somebody else because like half the characters in the show are like her f- friends and family. Right, her family. I mean, they're like. And yeah, you're right. I have no idea how. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is maybe next season's going to start like 
a year down the way, and maybe we'll get in flashbacks what happened to her. Time jumps, yeah. maybe, but maybe. I don't know. But I mean, the show's just—it's not very good. It's just—it's really not. And I, I kind of—I said I was going to give up watching it a couple times, and now I kind of just want to see the first episode of the new season just to see how the hell they do this. But it, it just was, got really silly. Yeah, I mean, it, it was fine. They, they certain episodes, I thought certain episodes were bad, but they had ones that I enjoyed. Um, the thing that bothered me the most, and they started doing a lot towards the end of the, the series, is. There was the whole deal about the, uh, the the villain Alice, who's like her, you know, her her, her long sister, sister right. who had been she had been abducted when she was a, a kid, and she was kept by this crazy guy that was like a he was a doctor, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. And his son was there as well, and he was like kind of had like a disfigured face, and he kept him there locked up, and he was just obsessed with figuring out how to basically do the face off thing, like from the movie Face Off, and figure out how to get somebody on to to make his son look normal again, and eventually he apparently figures out how to do it and because he figured out how to do it now his son and this girl can just randomly just go cut off people's faces and put them on and they look exactly like the other person talking. it's like I was like even in the movie Face Off that was ridiculous there was some semblance of science behind it because I thought they were kind of going to interview uh, introduce kind of a version of Clayface when they started yeah. which I mean they did it kind of in Gotham he was in there a little yeah but they did you're right they just went like let's just Throw all, go all in bonkers. Yeah, and it's like, well, we're just going to cut off people's faces and put them on, and no one will realize that that's, this is a cut-off <laughs> face that I'm wearing. Because, you know, they put on that face, and suddenly they their complete build is that person, and the hair is matches, and the voice matches, and everything. Was, the eyes. It was just... Nose. <laughs> coming off. The skin. <laughs> maybe, off. maybe if Nicolas Cage had been in the show, I would have liked it. I don't know. But, um... The, the whole thing that they did for Crisis on Infinite Earths, I thought that was a cool, um... Yeah. Twist. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, Ruby Rose, she just, I liked her when she first, like, when the show first started and when she was in the crossover before, but it just didn't seem like she was comfortable anchoring an entire yeah. series. Yeah. Like, she just never looked like she was, because, I mean, when you watch Arrow or Flash, you could tell that they're very comfortable with their co-workers and they're kind of having a good time. She never, I never got that vibe from her. And she yelled, I feel like whenever the character would, like, get upset about something and she had to yell, yell or something, it just, it sounded just, like, really weird. And I couldn't tell if it was her not being that great of an actress or her just trying to, like, hold back the Australian accent. That's a good point, too. I and never, it just, but it was, I don't know. But it's going to be interesting to see what they do yeah. with season two. Because they were definitely building towards... Because I know CW was promoting the big girl power thing where they were pairing it with um, with Supergirl. And were they doing that, that... What's that new show? Is it Stargirl or whatever? Stargirl, that, yeah. Was that on the, going to be on the same night too? Was it I'm not sure. I'm not sure if Stargirl was going to... But I know it was going to be like them two. And uh, the way the... I mean, I guess it's not real... We don't have to worry about spoilers a whole lot. The show ended a while back. But it ended with Kryptonite. So yeah. it's... Um, it's gonna. I said it's. Uh, we'll it's, it's a mystery. It is. I don't. I, I've looked at the list of movies. I was trying to think of where to start, but uh, let's go with Bad Education. There we go. Decision made. You're doing terrible with the lead-ins in this episode. Just so you know. I'm. I'm glad I can disappoint you. <laughs> uh, Bad Education. <clears throat> it came, it's an HBO original movie. It came out uh, a few months ago. Actually, I think it. It was like right around the time when the when the quarantine started. Yeah, and um, I had set set it to record, and kind of it was one of those things where it recorded on my DVR, but a bunch of other shit recorded and pushed it down. Yeah, and I forgot it was there, and I found it the other day and watched it. It's with uh, Hugh Jackman and Allison Janney. It Ray Romano. Yeah, I forgot he was in it, and he's actually really good. Uh, it's based on a true story about these. 
these educators in New Jersey. It was, were, it was New York. It was New York? Yeah. yeah. Roslyn School District in New York. Yeah, they were like... Uh, at first, I thought they were just working at a, at a school. But apparently, they were, they were like working at the school district. Mm-hmm. And... They were all kind of former teachers that have... Right, gone and into moved the, up. And, yeah. and they're all... I mean, everybody seems happy. You know, it's, a, it's, it's like... It's like a great working environment. Everybody's friendly with each other. But they apparently have, like, you know, expense accounts for things. And through some series of foolish decisions by Alice and Janie's son, it comes out that she's been misusing the finances of the school budget by a lot. I mean, like, a, a real a lot. And the funny thing about it was, like, the, the guy in charge of budget... He would never double check anything that she would tell him. Like he, she would just say, "This is for this," or and they're all friends. So everybody's he, all friends, so they all just take each other's word for it. And when this all comes out, he's in deep shit because he didn't check anything. So when Hugh Jackman finds out about, it, he's like, "Well, give me a number. How much do you think she has screwed up?" And I think he gives her a number like two hundred and something thousand. It was, was two hundred fifty thousand dollars. So, but he's like, "That's only the that's only the amount I know of for sure. I can't prove the rest of it yet." So he's like, "Well, we'll go two hundred fifty, whatever." So they sort of like, you know, put that to bed. They're going to ask her to quietly resign and everything. goes, But it ends up spiraling out of control. And then you find out Hugh Jackman has been doing some even worse stuff. And I found it to be a very fascinating movie about the lies we tell and how you start to believe the lies. Is this based on a true story? Yeah, yeah. it happened in 2002. Wow. Yeah, um, and it's like he's leading like three different lives and everything seems... Like, he sort of actually sets himself up to be caught because uh, there's this new project, school project, called the Skyway, I think it's called. Right. Where they're they're trying to build this new thing for the school. To, con- to connect, like, one part of the school to right. the, 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 the high school. The girl so. who's writing the article about it, like... For is, the school paper. Yeah, yeah, it's just, like, asking these general questions. And he sort of pushes her to dig deeper. And as she investigates more, she finds out that there's some shady shit going on. And... It's like he doesn't, but he doesn't think he's doing anything wrong throughout all this. So it's it's his performance is amazing. He's really it is. Good. The thing that I really liked about it was you could tell that this guy, at least at one time, was a fantastic teacher. Yeah, the way he talked to these kids, especially like you said, the the scene with the with the girl writing the article, where he's like, it's a, it's only a puff piece if you consider a puff piece. You know, if you want to make it, you know, do it, do it. And then he's essentially like he doesn't realize he's telling her, you know, investigate further, and then he's. A big problem that she's going to be looking into, and like you end up finding out that you know he's sort of been living a double life that he's a closet homosexual, and he's been lying about that, telling people that he has like a wife who died, and he's never been married. I mean, it's like it's all these lies he keeps going in in and in with, and he just he believes it gets to points where he just believes everything. He doesn't think anything he's doing is wrong. It's a really good movie. I'd, I'd probably go about an, an eight. Yeah, I'd go. I, I'd, I'd, I'd agree. Eight's a good one. Just because, you're right, these characters, it's so like, especially when they get into kind of how it started, and it was something so simple. Yeah. And it just kind of, one thing led to another, and it just spiraled and spiraled into this craziness. But, um, you're right, Hugh Jackman was amazing in this movie. But, I, yeah, I, I'd, I'd highly recommend that. Yeah, it's easy to find. It's on HBO. So, I guess HBO Max, HBO Go, you can find yeah. it. Speaking of things easy to find, uh, Eurovision. Okay, uh, am I the only one who tried to do this? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen any of it. I put on, put it on, because the, the person I was with wanted to watch it, and it's. 
I don't even know the exact title. It's Eurovision and something else. It's a it's long... It's like the story of Fire Saga. Something like something. that. It's called Eurovision Song Contest, colon, The Story of Fire Saga. Yeah, uh, it's with Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams. And I'm thinking, well, it can't it get... It sounds much. awesome. It sounds great. I got about 20 minutes into it and I had to turn it off. It Did was, you get to Pierce Brosnan? Yes. Okay. He's in it uh, as Will Ferrell's dad. Um, it's a, it's a, it's awful. I couldn't get past the voices. Um, it wasn't very funny. It was just, it. I, I mean, I didn't finish it. If I had to give it a grade, I give it like a zero. I couldn't even watch it. I was like, I'd rather watch something. It's one of the good things about watchable. One of the good things about Netflix, I got to say though, is that if you're watching something that's that bad, just stop it. Go yeah. watch something else. And that's what I did. So I mean, I couldn't get through it. It was. A, do not put it on. It's a waste of time. It's not funny. I know it seems like it should be funny, but it's not. However, Palm Springs. So, I was just sitting on my recliner Friday night, and I was like, I want to watch something, but is there anything new out? And I just went on Rotten Tomatoes to look at like the list of stuff that's released this week. And I was scrolling through, and I forgot I saw one that said Palm Springs, and it had some decent ratings on it. I clicked on it, and I saw it was a romantic comedy with Andy Samberg. I was like, oh, let me see. And then I see it was on Hulu. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I didn't really know anything about it. And basically, uh, see, the twist in the movie, I made it a point not to tell you guys about it. Well, I, I had read about it beforehand, so I knew what the twist was. But I will say the twist happens in like the first ten minutes of the movie. It does, but I thought it was better not knowing because I was when it was happening, I was like, what the hell is going on? And, uh, yeah, it's a hilarious movie. Basically about, uh, I mean, do we want to tell the, the, the twist or the, the little major plot thing? Um, I'm trying to see. What, what does the actual plot synopsis say? Does, yeah, does the plot synopsis on, like, the internet just give it away? Let's see. It's basically you about... You scour the entire internet to find out if all the synopsis Well, I mean, it's just my, my personal opinion. I felt it better... It, Played better to me not knowing what was happening. It doesn't exactly say. It says, When carefree Niles and a reluctant maid of honor, Sarah, have a chance encounter at a Palm Springs wedding, things get complicated as they are unable to escape the venue themselves or each other. That, that's that's actually really good. And, and it's really, really funny. Very I, funny. Andy, I was surprised how much I liked this. I wasn't expecting it to be that good. And... Uh, like you were saying earlier, Andy Samberg just plays this type of character he perfectly. Does. And it's his character in this is very much like his character from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, cool. Yeah. Where he's like he's a goofball, but he's also very intelligent. Like And uh definitely the surprise scene stealer is uh we talked earlier was uh Is it is it a surprise that he was a scene stealer though? Because he kinda does that. He does. <laughs> um JK Simmons. JK Simmons <laughs> the, the yellow Eminem. The yellow Eminem. My God, he, he was hilarious <laughs> in this. Um, there was a lot of great moments in this. I was surprised how much I enjoyed this movie. I probably As a romantic comedy, I'd probably go like an 8.5. I was going to say an 8. What about Artemis Fowl? <laughs> oh, boy. Go ahead, Glenn. Okay, so... Um, Can you even explain what the fuck was going on in this movie? No. <laughs> so All right, so Artemis Fowl is one of the... Um, the films that was supposed to open in theaters, and when COVID happened, it got shifted to a streaming service, this one being Disney+. Plus. Um, it's based off of a rather beloved series of novels, especially with um, like YA. Yeah, this YA was supposed crime. to turn into like a film series. Right. I mean, they had people kind of comparing it to Harry Potter or Percy Jackson yep. or one, you know, one of these uh, big things. 
And um, <laughs> it is a movie. I mean, I guess it's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you're not you're not wrong. Um, so this film, it's 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 on Disney Plus. It was directed by Kenneth Branagh. Who yeah, uh, everything about it had me excited. Yeah, it stars uh, kind of a newcomer, um, Ferdita Shaw, and Josh Gad's in it. Uh, Colin Farrell. I mean, it's I was like, oh, how could this be bad? And um, yeah, it's real bad. Um, I thought the the guy, the kid, was good. Yeah, he was good, and I thought Colin Farrell was good in it. For the, he I mean, he's kind of wasted. He's not in it a yeah, whole he's lot, not in it. but I thought he kind of brought some. Um, Kind of gravitas to the small role, and I mean he's kind of the 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 driving force of the movie, right? One of the things that I kept thinking about when I was watching it was, you know, if they wanted this to be a film series, they didn't take any lessons from Harry Potter. Harry Potter took its time setting up characters, introducing the world, getting you familiar with everything. I mean, so did Percy Jackson yeah. too. Whether you like those or not, this one just rushed into everything, and it was like you're immediately involved in this story that is kind of confusing. It's not really confusing. It's just. You're not invested in any of the characters. Because they did a terrible job of world building. Like, yes. I, I, I told Ryan the other day, it reminded me of watching the Dark Tower, which I didn't... That's actually very, I didn't, very, very I accurate. never read the book, and they had parts in the Dark Tower where I had no idea what was going on. And the same thing happened with Artemis File, where, you know, it starts off kind of interesting where this kid's dad gets kidnapped, and, like... Three minutes later, they're talking about fairies and trolls and, and goblins, goblins, and then all of a sudden he's walking around in a suit and sunglasses. I thought I had missed something, or I, I rewound it, and I'm like, no, it just kind of goes into this where this kid's now like calling the shots with everything, with Josh Gad and this giant beard narrating it in this weird voice. Yeah, his weird voice and uh, what's her face, um, Judy Dench. Oh yeah, same thing. She's got a weird voice. But um, it was just, I don't know. It was I, a train wreck. I couldn't tell you. I just, I didn't know what it was about. I, 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 it was hard for me to finish this just because it got to the point where Sandra asked me what, what I was watching. And I said, Artemis File. And she's like, what's it about? And I said, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm like, this kid's trying to find his dad, but I don't know. I couldn't tell you anything else about it. It was just very hard to follow. It looked pretty. I'll say that the effects were good. Yeah. Sounds like Valerian. Like I... Valerian was better than this. Valerian at least had some cool music in it. I, I, I'd go a two on this. It does have foul in the title. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it tries to warn you. But there's no, there's no chicken. Yeah. Well, they should have spelled foul different. Yeah. This, this stunk. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll go two and a half. It's it's on Disney Plus. I, I I read that if you if you if you read the books, you might be able to tell what was going on, but I didn't and I couldn't. So two and a half. Um, but something else on Disney Plus that you know you might have enjoyed. Uh, I almost called you John Glenn. John Glenn, there we go. You are doing a horrible job. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm tired. <laughs> and Greg's drunk. Uh, <laughs> we actually haven't had any. This is one of the few. Yeah, this was, I actually. Yeah, I, I, I forgot. I Maybe forgot. that's the problem. That, that it, could be. God it. damn it! It's my fault then. It, it is Ryan. Shit. Your fault. It's it's um, like it's like leaving Las Vegas when I Nicholas forgot to get the alcohol out. Her. It's like <laughs> Nicholas, leaving Las Vegas when Nicholas Cage was trying to cash that check. So raise a glass to freedom. Tell us about Hamilton. That's right. I wasn't here last week. Um, yeah, if you're going to go on Disney Plus, watch this. Yeah. Not, not Artemis Fowl. So yeah, Hamilton came out. Um, this was... And, and I saw the play. I also I saw it at the, at the Sanger Theater in downtown New Orleans. Um, the way that this, this Disney Plus... Whoever directed this version of it with the cameras was fantastic. Just because I had seen it before, and it was weird watching it this way 
which I think, Ryan, you kind of talked about last week, seeing the close-ups on the faces and, you could, you know, the emotion. And, I mean, it just it blew me away. We started watching it kind of late at night on July 3rd, and I didn't think I'd be able to stay awake, and I was up at 2 o'clock in the morning finishing it. Um, I mean, seeing it with the original cast, the way that the camera kind of bobs back and forth, I mean, it was great. Yeah, yeah I love, like, the camera shots where, like, you, Hamilton's, like, like when he... After towards the end, he's out of focus in the background, and you see him walking right. behind her and stuff. There's shots like that you just don't get in a theater. Well, the the one performance that kind of I don't know, in my opinion, kind of changed was all right. So an actor named Jonathan Groff plays King George, which <laughs> he's kind of famous. He plays he voices Kristoff in the Frozen movie, so I hear him a lot in yeah. the house. Um, but when you see him, when you see the character of King George in the theater. It's very comical. It's almost like a glorified Lord Farquaad kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But seeing this with the camera right up, the crazed look in his eye yeah. and the way he's spitting, it turns it into like a completely different sensation. He's like a madman. Yeah. And I don't know, considering he was just in the three and a half scenes because he kind of hangs around yeah. after his third song, I just thought I was extremely impressed by him. But yeah, this was just. I mean, it's an experience. I mean, I, I know, like, it's not eligible for awards, but it's the best movie of the year. That I've, so far, I mean, like, so far, but it's the best movie I've this seen. This is gonna be this a year. weird year for awards because there hasn't been anything. Well, yeah. did, did you see what's the number one movie at the box office? I right did now? see this. You, know, you didn't hear? No. It's the, the Empire Strikes, Strikes Back. Back. Nice. <laughs> but um, like the, the David Diggs, I mean, he's good. I like Snowpiercer. I'm like, this dude's pretty good. And then when I saw him in this, I'm like. Holy crap! This he was he was incredible. so good in this that I actually looked up who the hell he was in the middle of watching it. I was like, "Who is this guy?" You say he's going to play uh, Sebastian in the live action uh, Little Mermaid. Perfect. So yeah, that is very awesome. But uh, yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Oh, my sister um, had a critique. She wanted our take on the f- the final moment of the film with Eliza's gasp. What What do we have to what? We thought it meant. Well, apparently, it's a thing. Well, according to to with Lynn and the actress who plays, it's it's supposed to be her dying and meeting Hamilton. That's how that's how I that's interpreted how I, it. That's, that's how I interpreted. I saw some interesting theories. Like one of them was, and this was kind of she cool. realizes the audience is there and she breaks the fourth wall. Well, yeah, that. But the way like it was explained, like when Hamilton dies and he's he's gone, when Lynn comes back, he's if I'm not mistaken, he might be dressed a little bit different. But he shows up like at afterwards, and the the girl was explaining that that's he's no longer playing Hamilton. Now that's Lynn, and he takes Eliza by the hand, and leads her to the front of the stage, and then he steps back, and that's when she supposedly looks out and sees the audience and she realizes going to tell her story that that his story Hamilton's story has been told, and that's why she has that gasp. It's an interesting theory. And oh, Lynn, I kind of like that. Yeah, Lynn actually said, you know, it's it's everybody's Lynn. interpretation. He loved. Yeah, I'm getting to be like my sister. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lin Manuel Miranda said on his Twitter that he actually appreciated everybody's interpretation of it, and he actually said something to the effect of, "It could mean something different for whoever was playing that role of Eliza." So it's up to them. But to me, it was always, "Oh, he must, she's dying, and she sees Hamilton finally." That, that's how I thought it was. The thing me and your sister were kind of going back and forth is if they did the Disney World did the Muppets playing Hamilton, that, who, who who would play who? 
<laughs> yeah, she told me today about how she shared something on Facebook with the Muppets. Someone did the Muppets singing Act One. Yeah, obviously yeah. Kermit would be Alexander Hamilton. I didn't watch it, but she told me how hilarious it is that uh, I think it's Be- Beaker plays Lawrence. Yeah. So in the Ten Dual Commandments, he's just he's he's not saying anything. He's just making those those noises. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're done talking about this, right? <laughs> Aaron Burr was gone, too. Oh, God. <laughs> I just wanted to let it go. I was interested to see the uh, the casting. Yeah, I think um, King George was Animal, which I think that was a mistake. Animal should have been Pepe the King Prawn. But Pepe? The Prawn. Oh. Hmm. Gotcha. Pepe. Hey, Pepe. <laughs> so, uh, we all sat down to watch a movie yesterday, and that movie was Greyhound. It's not about a bus. Tom Hanks. Yeah, I was a little upset it wasn't about the bus system. It wasn't about a bus. It wasn't about racing dogs. Nope. It was about a boat. Get off my boat. <laughs> Apparently, who's, like... Who wants to bring us through the... Greg, you want to bring us through um, this one? I will tell you, like... So, here's the thing. I was... I read a couple of articles beforehand just about the movie and, and, and whatnot. And I was excited because, you know... There was a time I was going to going to go to the Naval Academy, and there was a couple of other things. So the Navy has always interested me. And Tom Hanks has said, like you know, no, like people are used to Star Trek, where it's like you know, helm head, you know, they don't really know naval, you know, type things. And I feel the same way. But when you go to the World War II Museum, you kind of get a feel for this. You go to the submarine thing. You go to you know, the, there's those different things. So I was excited from that point of view, and I was all raring to go to watch this. And plus, it's Tom Hanks in World War II. What could go wrong? And it's a local movie. They filmed most of it in Baton Rouge. Yeah. And, you know, visually, at first, I don't know if you guys noticed this too, but, like, it opened up and there were, it looked like it was video game, like, graphics. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it became very good special effects. Yeah. So I don't know what happened there. Um, but I, uh, the thing with it is, and it, it's, it's a solid feeling. It's based off of true events. There's, but like John said, there's no story. Yeah. It's like nothing, like, like the... It's like it starts, and it's an action sequence, and it's a continued action sequence that's good, an action sequence, but it just... But it actually starts with, like, a, a frame story that's unnecessary, too. It starts yeah. with him talking with, to his... A little his, bit, sure. But for, yeah. like, for, like, five minutes or less. And then it's like... Yeah, and it's not really revisited. And the, and the whole movie's 90 minutes long, and I feel like it should have been about two hours long, with maybe just a little bit at the beginning and a little bit at the end. I wasn't that impressed with the visual effects. It, it looked weird to me. Water is tricky, anyway. It is. Yeah, I didn't really have too much problem with the visual effects. But, like, my main problem was it was the battle sequences looked all looked the same. Like, there was no, I don't know, they just, it all blended together. Which, I mean, I guess there could be kind of an authenticity issue because if you're trying to make it completely authentic and you're hunting submarines, I mean, I thought, I kind of appreciated that they were trying to blow up these subs and they wouldn't see it. But, like John said, I just felt like. We saw the middle part of a movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, like, and I mean, I'm not saying this is better or worse than U571, but at least the battles were sort of, each attempt to sink a sub was done differently. It, I don't know. It was just, it was presented a little bit differently. I mean, it wasn't a bad movie. Tom Hanks is, of course, he's great. And he wrote it. I mean, there wasn't much to write. I could have wrote, wrote this. Yeah, well, that, that's that's the thing, though. I think they, they was, it was almost like they were slavish to, to naval. Right. Tournament. So it was like. It was very much, yeah, this is what would happen in the Navy. But at the same time, I just, like, like we got to the end of the movie, we were all trying to, like, write extra so, scenes. in other words, it felt maybe too much like they were doing a, a battle reenactment as it, opposed it felt, to... It, yeah, it felt like a slice of life. Yeah. It didn't yeah. feel like, an, like, a, like a story. It, it, it kind of... This is a weird movie to compare, to compare it to, but um, the Michael Fassbender, Steve Jobs, uh, it's not really 
about it's not a bio movie but it's just like it, a, a conversation kind of thing it is but the difference with that is there's an overall arching theme and there's like I mean even within that there's like character development that's uh yeah I, I just I, yeah I just it's it's kind of weird so I, like with this too like I, I and the it, ending was kind of anticlimactic. Yeah, yeah. I, that's the thing. Like, I, I, I can. He did change his clothes a lot. <laughs> he did. Yeah. yeah. I'd probably go about a six and a half. Yeah, that's about I, what I'd I do. I'd say like, six. I would say I was what go I saw six. was not good, but it just. I, again, it's not bad. What I'm, what I'm, but in in the future, when I'm like, oh, what's a good World War Two movie? Especially if you're looking at Tom Hanks, I mean, it's, it, yeah, yeah, I would recommend it. I mean, of the three World War Two movies he made, I'd probably put this one as third. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was a little disappointed. It's just what was the three? A League of Their Own, Saving oh. Private Ryan. Oh, A League of Their Own. That's, that's and Grant. I guess that's a World War Two. I mean, it is. Yeah. It, it's in the era. I was thinking of the actual war. Yeah. Well, there was a war on the baseball diamond. I mean, technically, he did Band of Brothers and <laughs> yeah. the Pacific. Yeah. Well, he wasn't in it though. Yeah. But um. How dare he? <laughs> dare he? It was alright. Um, and I have in my notes here to mention the Batman Forever. What? Oh, so yeah, this is. This is kind of this hit the news. I I'm actually. I hope this actually happens. I'll, Me too. I, I'm, I would actually rather this happen than the Snyder cut, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah. And I and I want to see the Snyder cut, but the fact. All right. So it came out recently. I think it's like a music or a special effects person that worked on Batman Forever with Joel Schumacher mentioned that when the which and I kind of remember Joel Schumacher talking about this when the DVDs came out that the original cut of Batman Forever was much longer, somewhere around 170 minutes. And it was much darker. And Warner Brothers told him they wanted to capitalize on Jim Carrey's popularity and make it lighter. So he, he I remember seeing the interview where he said he cut out an entire plot line where the plot line started and it just disappears. There's this thing with Bruce Wayne having repressed memories about a red book that he talks to Chase Meridian about. Yeah, I remember And this, it just disappeared. The, the, the plot line never finishes. And there was this whole story that was this subplot with that that was deleted. It was supposed to start with a very kind of dark opening with Two Face escaping from Arkham, and Jim Carrey was supposed to be really creepy in it, and and they kind of changed the whole tone of the movie. And Joel Schumacher said he stands by what he did, but that's not was originally what he wanted to do. So now that you know HBO Max is around and the Snyder cut's getting finished, now everyone's wondering if they're going to do the same thing with Batman Forever. Warner Brothers seems to think there's not enough people. Asking for it, but now that this kind of leaked out, I would love to see this happen. I mean, it, it depends. I mean, for them, I mean, I guess it just depends on how much work still needs to be done on it to get it out. I mean, if it's not much, I mean, why not? It's yeah, some, it's something to attract people to, to HBO Max. Exactly, and that's kind of the thing. Like, I don't hate all this, this, uh, the stuff. Like, people are oh, it sets dangerous precedent. It's new ground. I mean, if you have the ability to do this, mm-hmm. you know, why not? Especially with if, if, if you're a studio that has all this extra footage. Yeah. Try to do something and, and make it uh, presentable. I mean, who wouldn't watch more of Val Kilmer? <laughs> I always would. Um, but, you know, the thing with Batman is that wonderful cowl. You gotta love the cowl. Where does he get those wonderful toys? So we wanted to talk today about masks. Because There's been some drama with masks. Because yeah. people don't like to... Some people are really having a problem wearing them. Yeah. I mean... Because it impedes their freedom. I mean, if Batman wears it, why can't yeah. anybody else wear one? I mean, I don't it's get it. good enough for Batman. I mean, granted, he doesn't I, wear it over his face. But. I did see something, and Ryan's going to appreciate this. There was some kind of congressman that had the mask on. He's like, see, I can't even breathe in this. And some lady commented, clearly you've never had anyone sit on your face. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Burn. So, so we're going to talk about masks. We're going to talk about masks. 
and not the underrated animated uh, series from the 80s. Those were helmets. Yeah, they were helmets, yeah, they but were. it was called Mask. Yeah, I like that. That was a good series. I feel like they should do some kind of. I mean, that. there's a there's a. I think uh, Hasbro talked about doing a shared universe with that with the Transformers movies. Oh yeah, Br- bring back Mask. Bring back Silverhawks. The Luminary. Oh yeah. All that stuff. Bring it all back. Yeah, a lot of those shows I didn't realize were like only like 13 episodes, or they were like they were all just like ads for a toy line. Yeah, I, I, most of which I had. But, Visionaries. Yeah. Knights you of the Magical Light. Centurions? Remember that? Centurion. Yeah. Just don't bring back the GoBots. <laughs> <laughs> the GoBots were actually before Transformers. I keep, didn't realize keep that. Keep that shit out of there. Yeah. GoBots sucked. All right. But anyway, masks. So we got we got well, pretty tournament big, time. Tournament time. Big tournament. And we got a. Uh, so we got sixteen comic book related masks, and then sixteen. Non-comic book and we're kind of sticking the feature films right? for the most Kinda. feature films and TV. Yeah, yeah, not not stuff that's just been in comics. Only stuff that's been in that's been on visual, like you know, uh, on moving moving screens. Let's do this. Yeah, I'm sure we're gonna miss some too. We're um, gonna miss some too. We're um, not gonna miss any because we don't make much. Should I go through the list first, or should I just start the bracket? Let's, Let's just start, start the bracket. Let's just go right in. Our first we're going one in hot. And some of the, some of these are just kind of up against each other at the beginning because we thought of them at the same time. So the first one we got is Batman's mask. Versus Bane's mask. Oh, yeah. We shouldn't have put them two together oh, in the man. first so match. The criterion here we're doing is most iconic, right? Yeah. Or however, I mean, you, wanted you, to however you want to do it. I think I'm going to go with... with well, I mean, I but it's, we all need to agree on the same thing. Otherwise, you might be voting for two different things. I don't give a shit. I'm just going for what I think looks the coolest. Okay. I'm going with Bane. Interesting. I just think it looks... It's badass. I, did, I, I will say the design of the Bane mask from Dark Knight Rises was pretty cool. Because it was very, like... Militaristic yeah. yet functional. So, um, and I mean, Tom Hardy. I mean, I don't think if it was any tighter, his eyes would have popped out of the sockets. I I kind of I, I have to go with Batman on this because, in in terms of like the mask you recognize, you don't have Bane without Batman. No one cared who I was till I put on the mask. <laughs> I think I'm really strangely gonna say Bane too. I don't know. What, what, what are you going with? I don't know. Um, so just remember, I mean, I mean, Greg, Greg's not wrong. The remember bat- our little rule: if we, if we, the bat- tie, if it's a tie, they both, both advance. The Batman one is a little more iconic, but I don't know. I love the design of that Bane mask. Um, Why don't you just make it easy for Batman and they'll both advance? Is that what you want me to do? I mean, you can do what you want. That seems like what he's trying to get you. To I'm do. not trying to be the one same, of the people who's telling you to wear a mask when you don't feel like. You <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you're infringing on my freedom. To, to vote to vote for Bane. Um, At least you don't have to mail in your vote. Oh, you see, the Chinese are just going to interfere. So um, <laughs> there's so much happening right. Now. <laughs> okay, mo- put them both through. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll vote for Bane. And there's no alcohol in this podcast. I know this is an odd friggin' day. All right, what's next? Are we doing the whole comic book side first? Are we going to go like? Yeah, I okay. guess so. Okay. I mean, we can, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what John has in front of him. Let's I mean, I can, I, can, I can go back and forth. No, it doesn't matter. So I'm just curious. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? You got the bracket. You do, do, I, got, I got them both right here, though. Surprise us. All right, let's, let's do the first one on the, on the next bracket. All right, right, so this is just sci-fi horror, right? And again, sci-fi these are two people that... Sci-fi whore. The sci-fi whore. Sci-fi whore. Yeah, the sci-fi whores. So, and this is Star Wars stuff right off the bat. Darth Vader or Kylo Ren? Darth Vader. Yeah, I gotta go Vader. I know, I kind of... Yeah, it is iconic. But I don't know. I, I, again, I love the design of the Kylo Ren mask. 
I, but, I, but I have to go Vader because Kylo's mask is kind of like he's trying to copy Vader in a way. I'm gonna go with Kylo so he doesn't get swept, but uh, I'm fine. All right. Okay. All right. Spider-Man versus Loki. And explain Loki. And Loki is not not Tom Hiddleston's Loki from the Avengers. The Loki mask from The Mask with Jim Carrey. Spider-Man. 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 All right. Spider-Man. This is going to be a ne- an interesting one on the next one. <laughs> All right. So the next on the on the non-comic book thing, we got the ghost face mask from Scream versus the Michael Myers mask from Halloween. Ooh. Those are good. Michael Myers. I love the ghost face mask, though. Man, this is tough. I'm going to go with Michael Myers, but I do really like that ghost face mask. I'm going to vote ghost face. I'm going to vote ghost face. So they both move them. So move them both up. All right. That was easy. Okay. So the V for Vendetta Guy Fawkes masks. I hate Guy Fawkes masks. Or the Rorschach mask. Definitely the Rorschach. I hate that V for Vendetta mask. I love the V for Vendetta mask, but I kind of have to go with Rorschach. Yeah, on this I, I, I agree with what Greg just said. Yeah, I, I do like the mask. I like the Guy Fox the whole thing, but I'm gonna go with Rorschach. I don't like it. Looks stupid. You look stupid. I mean, it, it got swept, so I wasn't wrong. Okay. <laughs> the iconic Jason Voorhees hockey mask. Not the sack. Not, Not the, the sack. sack. The hockey mask versus the weird Frank. From Donnie Darko mask. Oh, the, oh, the big rabbit. The big oh, rabbit thing. Jason. It's Jason. 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 Although the that rabbit's pretty Aren't crazy. You that stupid <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the Hannibal Lecter mask, which much like the mask that we have to wear today, was to protect everyone else, not to protect him. <laughs> the Hannibal Lecter mask or Leatherface's mask. Wait, what Hannibal Lecter mask? Like the the, the, the mouth guard. Did they have? Oh, yeah, I was thinking of like. I, you know, I went to, and I, I didn't go back to the comic. I mean, right. I'll, I'll go back to the comic. I, I, I was thinking of the mask of skin that he had on his face. He did wear that for he a, did. a brief minute. First but I, I'm at the. Uh, oh, yeah. the, the other one's a little more iconic. I, I gotta go with Leatherface. I can think. I think I'm actually gonna go with uh, Hannibal. I'm gonna go with Hannibal Lecter. I'm going with Hannibal as well. Hannibal Moonville. Crosses the Alps. All right. So Wolverine's mask. Right. Which which I think it was only showed in a deleted scene in The Wolverine, yeah. but it was famous from the, the animated series. Yeah. yeah, and versus Star Lord from Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh God, I don't really like either one of them. I think I'd actually go with Star Lord. I think it's a, oh, yeah. I like the design how there's kind of yeah. not a, there isn't really a nose on it. Yeah, I gotta go with Star Lord. And and I like that it's all just like a thing that he just has on his ear that he just presses and it just the mask just kind of forms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. I just I, I like the design better. I, I'm gonna actually vote for Wolverine, and yeah, I can't stand Wolverine. But Greg like, voted for Wolverine. So Greg just the, voted the fact for is, like, it's a mask where like let it the fits, record show it fits his hair perfectly because it, you know, it was actually kind of a mistake. It was supposed to, like the the guy messed up. He was drawing in a Batman. Why do you hate Wolverine? The same. Deadpool is the only character that makes Wolverine tolerable because Wolverine is shoved down everyone's throat. It's tolerable. It went at one point like they, like Deadpool and Wolverine had like double digit number of books a month that they were in comic wise. They're good. But it, it's just they were oversaturated. He, don't they have a lot of Superman comic books and Batman oh. comic books? Really? They don't? No, they don't. I thought they had like two or three of two or three. They don't have eleven. Oh, you mean like at one time? I mean, with the, the most was in the '90s when they oversaturated, and there was like what oh. four or five Superman. There were there was like one a yeah one a week, yeah. and same thing with Batman. Like he had like a, four titles because there was one a week. But like I'm talking about like per month, there were eleven 
Wolverine. So Wolverine is like a song you've heard too many times. It, it, there's that, but it's also he's a character that so many people have had their hands in it. Like they don't know what they want to do with him, so he basically he contradicts himself constantly. He's your total eclipse of the heart. Yeah, pretty much. You've heard it too much. It's like Imagine Dragons. You know, they're they're, they're great until you hear it a million times, and then you're like, I never want to hear that fucking song again. Thunder. I fucking hate that song. <laughs> yeah. Thunder. I like the song they did that they played in the Mission Impossible. Right, show. and it, because it wasn't really released on the radio, right. it's a cool song. Their music is pretty good, but Lightning it's just Lightning and the Thunder. But it just gets so overplayed. <laughs> That's your title, right? <laughs> thunder. 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 All right. What's All right. Next? So Catwoman versus Deathstroke. So what? Who the fuck is Deathstroke? Is that the Will Smith character? No, that's From Deadshot. Suicide? That was Deadshot. Oh. The, the, the masks are a little similar. So um, yeah. what Catwoman are we talking about? Is this the Holly Berry? I, I'm going to go with Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Although the Dan Hathaway one was kind of a cool yeah. one. But I, that's I, more practical. But i gotta go with, I got to go with Michelle Pfeiffer, if I'm thinking Catwoman. Um, I think I kind of want to go with Deathstroke. I don't even know what Deathstroke looks like, so I'm going Catwoman. Even if you looked it up, it wouldn't matter to me because it's not iconic to me because I don't know what it is. The ma- in um, there's a kind of cool scene in Arrow with the the arrow through the that's eye. The, that's the classic. I mean, mask, when you when you see this picture of Deathstroke, you're gonna realize how Deadpool was just just ripped off Death mm-hmm. Deathstroke. Deathstroke. That's what Deathstroke looks like in DC Comics. And he came before Deadpool. Yeah. yeah. And his name is Slade Wilson. And Deathstroke, I mean, De- Deadpool's character is Wait. Wade Wilson. Yeah, and the creator of Deadpool, Rob Liefeld, goes, I, "Of course, I didn't not, I didn't rip it Maybe off." Maybe he of was that. just a fan of the Atlanta Falcons when Wade Wilson was the quarterback. That's that's an interesting. Maybe. <laughs> I'm gonna say Deathstroke. I'm gonna say Catwoman. Catwoman. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Deathstroke. All right, both move on. Meow. What's next? <laughs> All right. <laughs> no alcohol. No. Okay. None. <laughs> so the the no alcohol will be the name of the, the David Ames from Vanilla Sky. Oh mask. Christ, that's creepy. Versus. So, uh, uh, yeah, that the cool like kind of no feature yeah. face. Yeah. Versus the Predator. Oh, I gotta go with the Predator. I gotta go with, the predator, I gotta go with the predator. I'm gonna go with David Ames, but it doesn't I can't believe we put David Ames on this. List. I just keep thinking of the scene where they explain to him that it's just regenerative shield, and Tom Cruise is really. I thought we were talking about a fucking mask. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, the Shredder. We're loyal to the Shredder. The Shredder. Um, versus Iron Man. Iron Man. All right, now the argument could be made that Iron Man's not nearly a mask; it's part of his whole suit. I mean, Shredder has a giant helmet on his head, and but, and, and, it, and the the ooze made his costume. Yeah, the, the, helmet, the helmet did change with <laughs> the, the ooze. ooze. Um, I, I actually, I'm gonna go with Shredder because when I was a kid, like Iron Man's recently popular, but Shredder is like. By the way, we 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 just to, not to interrupt you. We we eliminated shit like Robin and the Green Lantern that were just like the ones that were just Domino, the, the Domino mask. Yeah, we didn't need that shit as much as we like Robin. And Nightwing, but it was all the same thing basically. So we didn't have those. I, I tried to put Zorro in, but they told me no. No. Yeah. Well. It, yeah. No Zorro. <laughs> <laughs> so the end goes into so the got, man. Greg, you got Treader. Treader. I got Iron Man. I'm gonna do Iron Man. You're loyal to the Shredder. I'm gonna do Iron Man. Oh. Sorry. Sorry. He's Poor not Shredder. loyal to Shredder. He, we're not loyal to the Shredder. All right. You, so you're calling this down here? And that there. So the this family? is this is two kind of like unusual ones, I guess you could say. The Phantom of the Opera mask no. versus the guy, the the Iron Mask in the Man in the Iron Mask. Man in the Iron Mask. I'm gonna I go gotta f- go with Phantom of the gonna Opera. Go, I'm gonna go with Phantom. If you wear that Man in the Iron Man Mask Opera? out in, like <laughs> at Halloween, people would just think you're stupid. If you wore the Phantom of the Opera, they would know what that is. I mean, I'm not wrong. That's a good point. You're not wrong. <laughs> I'm not wrong. All right, I'm gonna go with Phantom too. 
Even though I hate the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> but it is an iconic mask. Ryan doesn't like to make the music of the night. He doesn't. No, I don't. It sucks, just like the music of the day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Cyclops versus the Green Goblin. So, Cyclops is a visor, and he is my favorite Marvel character, but i got to go Green Goblin on that. I agree. Ryan, Ryan what, what, what's, your, what's your, your favorite line that Willem Dafoe yelled from <laughs> Spider-Man? I can't remember. <laughs> do what you want with her and broom her fast. <laughs> i, I got to go with Cyclops, even though that's a green I'm, I'm going Green Goblin. Going to Green Goblin. All right, next. All right. All right. It's a big the, fucking tournament. The Purge Revelers Those are versus crazy. General Kale from Willow. The big skull mask thingy. Oh, that that's a cool mask, but I, I like the, the the Purge. The Revelers? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Purge. I'm going to go with General Kale because like it's that mask cool. was like something that he probably like made out of like a dead person that he killed. <laughs> Whereas the Revelers, they just went to Party City the day before the Purge. <laughs> Which is what makes it a little creepier for me. So I'm going to go with the Revelers. I'm going to go with, uh, with General Kale. So they both move. They both move on. Okay. The last, the last two in the uh, the comic one is the Doctor Doom mask versus the Court of Owls mask. What the fuck is the Court of Owls? The Court of Owls. It was it was like featured in Gotham. That's natural enemy is an owl. This is a fact. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, this is this is the truth. It's not telling me what this mask is. It's really, it's really creepy. So there was this this group in 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 Batman that were like all these like the these rich people, or whatever that were ran this group called the Court of Owls, who were the kind of like underworld. They they controlled everything in Gotham City. Yeah, fuck owls. And it's, it's creepy. <laughs> and I I have one of them. I bought. I, I have one too. Yeah. yeah, I got like I just got like the graphic novel or whatever from Amazon, and it came with the mask. And every now and then I like to just go in my closet and get the mask when Karen's like in the shower or something, and I'll just put it on and, and stand there. And when she walks, it's in, the, the creepiest the fuck thing. Out. <laughs> yeah, fuck, fuck owls. I'm gonna vote for Doctor Doom. I do have to go. Doctor Doom's been around longer. Yeah, and that's more recognized. I'm gonna go Doctor Doom too. That's a cool. I, I dressed as him in, uh, for Halloween when I was very small, so I'm gonna go with Doctor Doom. Owls kind of creep me out. Okay. Remember uh, then? Owls when, are assholes. Yeah, when they fly through, especially when they fly through your car when you're driving mm-hmm. home after seeing the exercise. And I think this last one, I think <laughs> it's gonna sweep. What we're gonna do? It's the Strangers from the, the oh, Strangers that's, movie. That's, that's pretty good mask. Or the Mandalorian mask. Mandalorian. That's oh, a helmet. But I'll, it's I'll, go, it's I'll go with the Mandalorian. It's a it's a whole Creed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm go with Mandalorian. Mando. Mando. All right. Round two. All right. All right. So first one up is a triple threat. It's a three way. Batman, Bane, Spider Man. Oh, the, couldn't you get this is iconic. Spider Man. I'm going with Spider Man. Bane. I was going to go with Bane. So they both move on as Batman. So gone. Batman's Batman's gone. So, Bane and Spidey move on. All right. Okay. With Nick. So, uh, <laughs> another uh, triple threat. Three-way. Darth Vader versus Ghostface and Michael Myers. Vader. Darth Vader. I got to go with Darth Vader. Vader. Michael Myers. I got to go with Vader. Yeah, that's a sweep. Okay. So, Darth Vader just destroyed William Shatner. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, now we got Rorschach versus Star-Lord. Rorschach. 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 Okay. Jason Voorhees, the hockey mask, versus Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal Lecter. Jason. I got to Jason, I think. I Hannibal Lecter. All right. They both move on. 
Which means next time around, Vader's going to have another triple threat match. Another three-way. Another three-way. Okay. No. Uh, so another triple threat here. He's lonely. Um, Padme's gone. Catwoman, Deathstroke, and Iron Man. Catwoman. Catwoman. Iron Man. I was going to say Deathstroke, so Catwoman. Catwoman. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is going to be easy. Predator versus Phantom of the Opera. Predator. 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 Phantom. Of the opera. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Green Goblin versus Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. Ooh, that's Green a good Goblin. villain threat. Uh, I'm going to go with Doctor Doom. I'm going to go with Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. Down to the right. nitty gritty. The Purge Revelers versus General Kale from Willow versus the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Mandalorian. The Mando. All right. We're getting down to it. All right. A three-way here versus Bane, Spidey, Rorschach. Bane. I'm going to go with Bane. I'm going to go with Rorschach. I'm going to go with Rorschach, too. All right. So Spidey's gone. That's kind of an upset. Bane and Rorschach. Imagine that, like them two having coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about life. All right. So, Vader versus Jason Voorhees versus Hannibal Lecter. Vader. I'm voting Jason. I'm going Vader. I gotta go with Vader. Okay. All right. Catwoman versus Doctor Doom. Catwoman. Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. Catwoman. This is a very. This, it's gonna know, be a four way. It's gonna be a four way match. It's a fucking orgy in the finals. <laughs> <laughs> orgy in the finals. Well, anything more than three is an orgy, right? Is that is that how it goes? I think so. Yeah. So we got an orgy as a final. Yeah. Well, that's not the finals. Or that's just like a gangbang. <laughs> it's, well, that's not the finals. That's the semifinals. It's the semifinals. Yeah. All right. So here we got um, Predator versus Mandalorian. I'm gonna go with Predator. I'll go with Predator too. I think I'm gonna go with Predator too. I was gonna go Mando, but that's fine. She's a predator. <laughs> All right, let's get to the orgy. All right. Bane, Rorschach, Catwoman, Dr. Doom. That sounds like a party. Rorschach. Rorschach. Bane. Bane. What in the fuck? So it's just Bane and Rorschach. Bane and Rorschach tie for the best comic book mask. Is there someone we could call? No, because they're going <laughs> to well, compete, no, they're gonna the compete against the, the other oh. one. Oh, you're right. So maybe another quadruple okay. threat. We don't. Oh no, it can't it's be. Vader versus Predator. Vader. That would be an interesting fight. <laughs> That's like a Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Vader. 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 All right. Three way in the championship. Bane, Rorschach, or Vader. Vader. Oh. Vader. Bane. Tough one. I'm going Vader. So two for Vader, one for Bane. I'll go Vader. There you go. Vader wins. As it should be. Although, I was close. I, I really like the Bane mask. Yeah. Darth Vader. All right. So if you happen to be out in public and you have to put on a mask, put on a Darth Vader mask. Darth Vader mask. Or a Bane mask. He can't use a runner. There you Plus go. Plus it's a breathing Warshack. apparatus that might filter out some of the <laughs> It's kind of funny that two of them were breathing apparatuses. Yeah. That's right. No. All right, guys. There you go. It doesn't matter what, <laughs> what matters is our plan. So we got to be extremely painful. We got a couple of uh, extra sad RIPs. As yeah, well. these were kind of. I mean, they're always sad, but I don't know. These are both. Yeah, they came in uh, today. Uh, one of which is we had, had been kind of following the news with uh, 
Naya Rivera from Glee yeah. had taken her son out onto the, a, a lake, and, and she, they found her son asleep, and she was missing. Four, year old, four years old, right? I yeah. believe so, yeah, yeah, three or four. And, uh, yes, they, they, found, they found her today. And, uh, you know, again, really, really sad. Uh, yeah. Very tragic. I mean, like, I, I watched, like you, you said before, I watched, like, you know, two seasons of Glee. Yeah. She was very good on it. I mean, you know. As weird as it sounds, I'm like I'm, I'm glad they found her because I mean before it was they they were saying they weren't sh- they were convinced that she had drowned, but they weren't sure if they were ever going to find her body. Yeah. And I mean just for the family's sake, I mean just a little bit of closure, I guess it's probably good rather than always, you know, wondering maybe you know. Yeah. But it's pretty awful. And the uh, the other one is actually Kelly Preston. Yeah, which I was really surprised. I, I had no idea. Apparently, she'd been battling breast cancer for a couple of years. For two years, I think it's yeah. said. Yeah. Yeah, that's what this one. She was a childhood crush. I remember from, yeah. Home, yeah. from Twins. Twins, yeah. I, I was looking through some of the films that she'd been in. Some of them actually I had forgotten. You mentioned Sky High. Earlier, yeah, Sky right? High. She was Jetstream. Do y'all remember the the movie that I think she probably met John Travolta in? That was called The Experts. No. It was. It was. It wasn't a very good movie, but it was like about. It was. It was John Travolta, and I forget the other guy that was in it. Um, it was somebody that wasn't really that that famous, and uh, they were just like kind of two like kind of hip guys, I guess, from from America, and they get kidnapped by these Russians, and they bring them to this town in in Russia, and they think they're in America, but they're just they bring them in to make them be, make it be it like before. a cool town yeah. or whatever, and like one of the you know one of the girls that's in it or whatever is Kelly Preston, who's like a a Russian chick who's they're pretending to be an American chick. What, what do you think are most famous? Jerry Maguire probably. Maybe Jerry Maguire or twins. That's it. Yeah. Um, how sexy was that scene in Jerry Maguire when he's like, was it like when he was banging her and she's like, <laughs> never stop, never stop. Yeah. And she punches him with her ring and <laughs> slashes his face. Yeah. But, um, yeah, she was the mom in um, uh, What a Girl Wants. What a Girl Wants, so. yeah. It's, it's a tough loss, especially. Yeah. I mean, especially when you consider they just, they lost their son yeah. not too long ago. So Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's... It's sad. So rest in yeah. peace. And now it's time to nominate this week's Awesome Villager. Gentlemen, who are your nominees and why? I'm going to go with Andy Sandberg because he did Palm Springs. And it was funny. I liked it. I'm going to go with Jim Jeffries because he did a stand special. And it was funny. And I liked it. I'm actually going to go with Hugh Jackman because he did a movie called Bad Education. He was acted really good in it. And he played Wolverine. And I liked it all. <laughs> I'm going to go with Giancarlo Esposito. Um, what the fuck? Moff Gideon? Yeah. Where did he come from? <laughs> well, because I've been looking. Like, no, there, there was there was an article. I wasn't there, expecting that. There, there was. A, I, that's. I had a. Dick He's been cast to play a, a Gus Fring type character. I saw. On. Well, I, I saw too that there's like he he said Marvel might be the next stop for him, like him uh-huh. doing some Marvel movies. And I'd be fascinated to see who they'd make him play. Yeah. Doctor Doom. That I I was thinking that earlier. That would be <laughs> completely perfect. So uh, yeah, I mean like I his his entire career like you know from Gus Fring to everything he's done like I, I He's from Denmark. Is he really? Yeah. You celebrate the man's whole catalog. I celebrate his catalog. That's that's exactly what I do. <laughs> yeah, he's from Copenhagen, Denmark. That's crazy. Oh, I forgot he was in The Usual Suspects. He's the one that told the guy to shut up when he kept on yelling Kaiser says. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> Just shut up. So, gentlemen, if you have to vote for someone other than your own, who would it be? Jim. Oh. Jim Jeffries. I was going to say Sandberg. Okay. I don't know. Um, I like Andy Sandberg. I'm going to say Jim Jeffries. God damn it, Greg. Because I love Jim. <laughs> um, I'm going to do this. We, we do the randomizer. Don't we? Yeah. yeah. And Ryan gets upset. 
There's got to be a better way. There must be a better way. Festivus was born. <laughs> Looking. I think Andy Samberg will be the odd number. <laughs> he's he's odd. Random. I'm random. All right, here we go. So odd Samberg, even Jim. There we yeah. go. Seventeen. Samberg. Andy Samberg. All right. Well, yeah, you could definitely come and hang out with us. I'm sure we'd enjoy that. Bring the rest of the Lonely Island crew because they're good for a laugh. There are a lot, there are a lot of boats down here. Yeah. You can go on. And, and bring your flippy floppies. Yeah. And we could sing, talk about Michael Bolton. <laughs> All right. Well, that's been a fun week uh, with no alcohol, as we've said. <laughs> no booze. No, no booze. booze this week. Not by so, choice. Uh, just forgot to get it. Remember, as always, you can find us on many platforms, on Anchor, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, et al., so please listen to us, uh, support the show through that, following links on any of the posts that we do, and so on and so forth. It's been a fun week. This has been Greg. John. Glenn. Ryan. We'll see you next week. Ryan.